Thank you for tuning in today on Voyage Through the Bible with Billy G. Nolan, where his heart is to fortify and strengthen your relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this mini teaching, and if you need prayer, if you would like more information, or you simply want to join us as we voyage through the Bible, go to www.voyagethroughthebible.org. Voyage Through the Bible. We're on a bio. We're living in a life uh, houseboat in southeast corner of Arkansas. We're about to enjoy the evening. The sun has gone down and the symphony of sound in the swamp is before us. Crickets and frogs and other things that I can't tell. All the sounds are in harmony. It's such a beautiful thing. We look up into the sky and we see stars that are unbridled and easy to distinguish. What a night on the bio. We have a quest in this overview. It is to explain what a doubting heart looks like and what a new heart looks like also. You know we have new beginnings. It isn't one new beginning, but it's many new beginnings. We have a beginning now, and we go a little bit farther. We have another new beginning, and another new beginning, and it continues on. The Lord keeps adding to us. We have a plan to show you through the stories many aspects of God's dealing with the human race. That's past, present, and future. On a parallel with these stories telling, we're going to discuss a survey of the Christian life and go through all the stories we'll be looking at an enabling power of God to save the worst and the best, causing his great power to be a part of our lives. Continuing the teaching of walking in the Spirit. In 1 John 2:27. For as for you, the anointing you have received has remained in you. But as his anointing teaches you about the things, and as the anointing is real, not a counterfeit, just as it has been taught to you, remain in the Lord Jesus Christ. The word communion means fellowship with God the ability to relate to the Lord. In Ephesians 2.1, As for you, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Hebrews 9.14, How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself blameless to God, cleanse your conscience from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God? And then in Titus 5, 6, he saves us not because of our own righteous things that we have done, but because his, of his mercy. He saves us through the washing of rebirth, the renewing of the Holy Ghost, who he pours out on us gener generously through Jesus Christ our Lord. And another place, but whoever is united with the Lord is one in spirit. 
And then a great verse for me in Proverbs 20, 27, the human spirit is a lamp of the Lord and sheds life on one innermost being. You know, our, our spirit, our born-again spirit has a senses. It receives intuition. We do from it. Understanding. The Holy Ghost is impressing upon us. Sometimes he speaks to us by giving a sense of deep concern. Concern is not remorse. Concern is a feeling of need. At one time, I interpreted these feelings as personal. Then one day, the Lord showed me they weren't personal. They were me interceding for other people. It was a form of a signal that I should be in prayer. Quite a few times, I was connected immediately with the person I was praying for, like incognito, without knowing who they were. This is really important to know that every burden we carry is not personal. It's a part of the plan of God. So what do I do? Do I pray in my spirit? But I also pray in my understanding. Will I sing in the spirit? No, but I also will sing with my understanding. Praying in the spirit can often mean the discerning of what God is saying to us. We often can use the gift of tongues and later we'll have understanding of what we're praying with. In Ephesians 4.30, and do not grieve the Holy Ghost with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. I'd like to tell you a demonic story. This story happened to me I was sent my wife to get a loaf of bread. We lived in a, a somewhat of a rural area. I had to pass by a lake, and on the way back, a volley of cuss words and filth crossed my mind like a superhighway. I was jolted, and I pulled off the road. And I, first, I just listened to it, but then I said, that's not me. And in that realization, I begin to command this filth to leave my mind. It weakened. I then pressed it. And I said, get out. And it weakened more. And I said again, get out. And it was several things over a period of a half an hour or even more and they all begin to leave. Let's understand our spirit man, our born again life is secure, but our souls are plummeted and beaten and are devastated many times by evil if we allow it to happen. We have access points for the evil one to come in but praise the Lord, we have access points for God to work. Let's shift gears a little. We've all taken the Lord's Supper. We've all experienced communion. 
the scriptures in communion are quite clear. In Hebrews, it talks extensively about the blood covenant. Native Americans in the United States and Indian peoples in general have had to cut the covenant many times. And what they did was cut each other, bind it together, and let the blood mingle. And then they would exchange people. So there would end up being intermarriage between the tribes. That was a covenant that was among them. We are covenant people. The blood of Christ has been shed for us and it's applied to our lives and we are covenant people. A missionary in Africa in the early 1800s. He was there exploring the central part of Africa that no uh, European or person from the United States had ever been in. He had a man with him and he had a goat. The goat supplied food for him. He was kind of uh, anemic and weak and he needed the goat milk as a sustaining factor in his life. So they were in a village, a very strong uh, ruler of that area was there and he said we have to cut the covenant. The missionary didn't want to do it but the man said we must. So they cut the covenant and they were to exchange gifts. So he said I'll take your goat. He wasn't happy with that but he had already committed but the, the chief gave him a staff with an emblem on the top. And he thought, I got the bad end of the deal. I got a walking stick. So they went to the next tribe and they were ferocious and they were known to kill strangers that come in their midst. And they saw him walk in and they bowed and they said, anything you want, you can have. If you want a place to meet, you can. Here's the best place that we have for you to stay. And of course, we're going to feed you as well as we can. And the missionary turned to his friend and he said, what has just happened? And he said, the man looked at your walking stick and saw the emblem on top. And that emblem said, the stronger one that you cut the covenant with is in back of that emblem. And if they mistreat you, they go to war. I don't want to leave you there, but I want to leave you with the idea we have a strong covenant between us and Jesus Christ. We have the Father's great plan enveloped into our lives. We have the redemption of Jesus Christ working mightily in our lives. And we have the power of the Holy Ghost to give us and implement us in character in the mind of Christ. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast from Billy on this episode of Voyage Through the Bible. This journey and its many adventures lead you into the mysteries of creation and man, not only to know the Bible, but to experience it and live it. If you would like to sow into this ministry and be a part of somebody else's journey as they learn about God, please visit our website, www.voyagethroughthebible.org.